With a thousand things on our to-do lists, a lot of us are doing life without any pause, literally forgetting to care for ourselves, feeling overwhelmed and frustrated with the constant buzz of anxiety in our head. I strive to help you, the everyday woman, to stop and to embrace the power of effective self-care in order to reduce overwhelm and anxiety and find nourishment and balance in your everyday life. I'm Sarah Miller, and I'm here to help you stop flying through life and start being the happiest and healthiest version of you, all by caring for yourself like someone worth caring for. Join me for conversations about self-care, wellness, mindfulness, and so much more that will help you find your own self-care lifestyle. I'm Sarah, and you're listening to the Self-Care Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am super excited to have my friend Darian here. Um, She is a former blogger and podcaster. I'm not sure if you're, I know you mentioned possibly coming back, creating content a little more potentially. Yeah, I still have been creating content. I've actually been doing a lot on YouTube. Um, My blog, every once in a while, I post something up there, but um, you know, I started a part-time job doing social media management and creating content for other people. So yep. <laughs> it's kind of like drained that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been doing YouTube and having a lot of fun with that. And then um the podcast is my baby. I would love to go back to the podcast. Um, I get questions all the time about whether or not I'm gonna go back so- to podcasting. Yeah, I love it because it doesn't require video which is really nice for the moms. (laughs) It's really anybody, but especially when you're like, just like trying to make the time to both look presentable and like record something. It's just, (laughs) yeah, I'm like half the time I'm like sitting here half just super casual and like it can be any time super gross (laughs) and just record. Um, well, that's awesome. And I'm sure I would I would love to hear your podcast again. Um, do you want to just uh, take a second to like introduce yourself, give a little background, who you are, what you do, um, that kind of thing? Yeah. So my name is Darian Shambly. I am a mom and military spouse. That was just impeccable timing. Um, a mom and military spouse. Um, I have two kiddos. And uh, they're three and about to be one, which is crazy um, to me. But um, I've been doing content creation for like probably close to a decade, if you really think about it. Um, and so I have a blog called Made in Mom Jeans, a podcast called, I don't even remember the name of it, literally, literally though with Darian Shambly, um, you know, YouTube, all the, all the fun things. Um, but I just love sharing real like life with people, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, when anybody ever asks me what my contact, my content is about. Um, but I started content creation when I got diagnosed with my generalized anxiety disorder as a way to like process that. And so I have shared a lot about my anxiety and um, it's been really interesting to experience how my anxiety has like changed and evolved and um how I've learned to cope over the different phases of life from I was diagnosed with it in college um obviously I had it way before then (laughs) I was diagnosed with it in college and um was able to like look back and reflect on things that I maybe did or didn't do 
mm-hmm. and see that like, that's why I did. You know, I, that's why I was the way that I was. And, um, being, you know, about to turn, turn 30 in a month when we're recording this. Um, so I, uh, you know, looking back on those years of my twenties, my early twenties, especially, um, and just how that anxiety has evolved and, and my coping mechanisms have evolved and that sort of thing as I've transitioned to motherhood and work from home mom life and all that stuff has been really interesting. So <laughs> did I answer the question? <laughs> yes, you did. I think that that is, I mean, I think that that's where our stories are so similar and that generalized anxiety disorder and creating content because of it. Um, right. <laughs> so I Which love I, that. I'm pretty sure that's actually how we like connected came to like connect with each other yeah I think so I honestly don't entirely remember I just knew that one day I started following you and then we were messaging all the time and we've stayed connected all these years right. I think <laughs> we were in like a like a blogging group or something Ooh, and maybe. Then probably noticed that we had similar like content pillars and <laughs> that's stories. probably what it was <laughs> I feel like there's been so many like networking things over the years I can't even I can't oh, even yeah, remember at this point um <laughs> Yeah, so you are a mom to two, two under, I mean, I guess two under, under three. Um, yeah, technically he's under three for another two weeks. <laughs> um, gosh, I remember when he was born. Um, that is so wild. I know, it's so crazy. Do it with that. I know that, you know, as a military spouse and being a mom working from home part-time and, and doing two kids you were like swamped. You were wearing so many different hats and doing, handling so much. How do you do it? How do you, how do you survive? (laughs) I feel like that's the million dollar question. And like the, my gut reaction to answer that question is that you survive because you have to, like, you don't have a choice to, Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, just for context, um, this week has been a disaster of a week. Uh, we've had the stomach bug in our house. Both kids have had it. Um, my husband is on his second round of it. I'm pretty sure I am the only one who has not had it. Um, on top of that, I've been swamped with work. I took on a huge project that's like three clients in one. Ooh. Um, so, and plus I had, you know, it's end of the month. So I'm doing like April content calendars and um, it's just like the worst time for a stomach bug. We just potty trained my son too. <laughs> um, like the worst, the worst time. Oh. And, um, before this, I was like, I really need to do better about communicating my own needs. Um, and so going into this week, I was like, I'm going to be better about that. I'm going to be, you know, I booked a one stay, you know, one night stay at a hotel room for myself to do like a writing retreat. And I'm just like, you never know what life is going to throw your way. And as somebody who has anxiety is very challenging to deal with. Um, But I think it's a lot of giving yourself as much grace as you give everybody else. Um, Because as mothers, especially, I think we can be so, so hard on ourselves and so, so critical of ourselves. Um, and, you know, just compare to, oh, well, I'm not as good of a mom as her because I, you know, let my kid have too much screen time, like <laughs> screen time limits just- in this house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I think it, it's easy to fall into those traps. And I think knowing when to 
take a step back and be like, okay, I might not be, be able to show up for everyone this week. I might not be able to show up for work this week. I might not be able to show up for social, you know, for my social life this week. Because I, there are things that I have to do. And even if it's the bare minimum, like I have to, you know, get these kids through this stomach bug while my husband is working. Now he's sick, but while my husband is working, plus, you know, feed and clean myself on top of that. And um, I never want to like fall back into that thing where like um, basic needs are self-care. But sometimes when you're just like in that trench of, you know, motherhood and you need a minute, locking yourself in the shower is the best thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah. um, First off, thank you for still showing up this week and like doing this with me. I realized that it is super challenging um, with like sick kids and everything. It is such a pain in the butt and you're spot on that I think it always comes at the worst time, (laughs) but I'm going to throw a little argument in there. Could it also be the best time where on some level it is forcing you to take a step back and to like pause for a second on other stuff? Um, Not that it's not that it's easy, (laughs) not that (laughs) kids are easy by any means, but um, yeah. So, you know, you made a note about the basic needs, the self-care and basic needs. What does that I know you said you didn't want to fall back into that. And I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are around like what is self-care and what isn't um, in your head. Because, you know, like I've shared my thoughts on here 5,000 times about what self-care is, but what is self-care to you? I think that self-care is, you know, it's one of those things where everybody wants it to be like cut and dry and black and white and a one size fits all approach. And it's really not. Um, and I, I love, I, that's why I always bring up the the shower thing is because, um, even in college, like going to like, to the bath, like my bathroom and locking myself in the bathroom and like turning the water on very hot and letting the room fill up with steam. That was one of the ways I calmed my anxiety. So mm-hmm. showers really are tied to my self care. Um, but I try to make it more of a like treat type yeah. of thing than like, a, oh, I'm going to go, you know, be, I have to shower today because I need to wash my hair on <laughs> day six hair. And I have, you know, a, an interview or like I have a social event. Um, so I try to do things like that, that are going to be, um, make it a little special. When my son was born, um, I got really into skincare mm-hmm. because I was like, that's the one, if that's the one thing in this season that I can control is my skincare routine, it is going to be the best. I'm going to spend top dollar. <laughs> I mean, I was buying Tula products, so it's not like it was super expensive, but, um, that's the, that's where I think it's kind of interesting to see the line of like doing things to take care of yourself, like hygienically or that mm-hmm. sort of thing, like exercising, those can be forms of self-care, but I also don't want to push the narrative of like those, that's all you deserve to be like self-care. So yes. I like to kind of have like those self-care tasks that are like things I can do like on a daily basis, um, like going for a run when it's nice out or going for like a walk. Um, not because I need to like move my body, but because moving my body feels good. And that is a form of self-care for me. It helps me manage my anxiety. It helps me manage my, you know, everything. Um, 
helps me decompress from the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's also, they're also small tasks that don't take a lot of time. I like to think of things as like pockets of time, especially when you're a mom or, you know, you have a busy work schedule, a hectic work schedule, those things that you can just fit into small pockets of time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's okay if you're a mom to put the baby in the crib for 10 minutes and go take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who needs to hear that right now, but that's not something that they tell new moms. Do it's it. okay to <laughs> especially when they're crying. (laughs) Um, Like you're not a bad mom if you do that. But so then I like to separate things like that from things that I like to call self-love. Okay. Tasks tasks is not the right word for it because that makes it seem like work, but Mm -hmm. um, for lack of a better term, I call them like my self-love tasks. So like things that check my boxes. So like once a week, we just context for anybody who doesn't know me my husband and I just moved from Alaska to Georgia and I was 600 miles away from the nearest target for the last three years so once a week my one of my self-love tasks is going to target getting a coffee like walking around with you know at least no kids or one kid (laughs) if I have to take one kid I'll take one but um (laughs) Especially because like three-year-olds are fun in Target. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like the babies just chill, but when you have them together, it's like <laughs> oh, it's, it's a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so things like that where it's something more of like a I need to take a step away and recharge my batteries. And even sometimes that's even just, you know, communicating with my husband, hey, I need you to do bedtime tonight. Because I need to just go lay in bed and watch YouTube for three hours and not be talked to. <laughs> um, uh-huh. it, it can also look like setting boundaries with, um, I don't know if a lot of other moms struggle with this or um, in just anybody in like a um, relationship, but um, I get touched out really easily. Yeah. Um, especially with two kids and especially with a toddler who is clingy. And I think this is a boy mom thing. Um, is like toddler boys are very, very clingy. Um, so I just a massive fit up oh my my right now. Um, but <laughs> he's fine, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, so I get touched out really easily, and sometimes self care to me is just saying, Hey, I need to just not be touched for 30 minutes to mm-hmm. an hour. Like, <laughs> I'll, you know, give you a welcome home kiss when it's when I have taken a moment to breathe. Um, so I think that's kind of basically what I try to do. And I like to, I like to do things that are kind of like automated or routine type of things. That way mm-hmm. I don't have to think about them, but it's still filling up my cup and it, it doesn't require extra effort because I'm not thinking <laughs> Yeah. Like just to use the example, I know that if I make it to this hotel, say it's going to be amazing. It's going to be exactly what I need. But the mental like checklist of things that I need to do before I do that act of self care is kind of like you know that that given give and take of um, of energy, the energy you have to be able to fill up on more energy. It's Exactly. Like spoon, spoon theory is what comes to mind for me when you, when you say that, and just like, you only have so much energy to give. And sometimes you only have 
you have no spoons to give and you need the most like low level self-care to really just like get you out of that place. Um, yeah, I, first off the shower thing, you're, I, I love showers for self-care. They're a big, big part of my self-care routine as well. Um, they're like the perfect way to just like reset your body physically. It feels like you're just literally like rinsing all this, like all this shit, excuse my language away. Like it's just, it's just a great little reset. So it's something that I I don't shut up about. Um, (laughs) and then I love the, um, your note on kind of allowing yourself as a mom to step away and to have, to have boundaries with your kids. Um, because I think that that is something that you don't learn before you have them. My son is almost two. He'll be two in June. Um, and gosh, like having to early on in the like pandemic and all of that, having no time away was so challenging and not having, so I was having to like set boundaries in those little moments. Like you were talking about putting, putting them in the crib and walking away. Cause we were in a, a one bedroom apartment with a newborn baby yeah. in a pandemic. So we had no help and couldn't go anywhere. And it was just, it was, it was rough. Um, and I also wanted to touch a little bit on that part about being touched out. Um, because yes, that's something that not a lot of people talk about. I feel like it's, it really isn't. And I know that like Especially you personally, yeah, I know you personally had struggled with your, your breastfeeding journey. If you're open to talking about that. Um, and for me, that is where I felt super, super touched out was doing that and just oh, feeling I, yeah. like a complete, like this milk machine. And then I was still never enough because I had Things a lot of issues. They're always hungry. And I had, I had so many issues with it and just like production and pain. And like, it was the worst experience of my life. Um, truthfully, I know some moms have the most beautiful experience and I just did not. And I was super grateful for your blog about it. Um, and about your, your, um, maybe you did video or something. You did something about your breastfeeding journey that was super, super helpful for me as somebody who struggled through it, especially with that anxiety, that added element of feeling really anxious. And, you know, with Reese, I think we went to like his two week appointment and he hadn't gained weight. He'd lost weight. And we were like, I was so just beside myself about it. And, um, it was really challenging. So how do you, I mean, I think you could speak well to feelings of, um, what is the word? There's a word for like, not enoughness, <laughs> like inadequacy. There you go. Like, inadequacy as a mom and like I don't know dealing that with, <laughs> we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> as a mom who's struggling with anxiety and like balancing that out with your self-care and with um, mindset work and that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, breastfeeding was not fun for me. I hated every second of it from literally the minute it started. (laughs) And, um, I, there were a lot of, my son was born small and they had to prick his feet. And so it was, you know, every time I was feeding him, they were coming in to do that. And it was really, you know, when you're 
<laughs> yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> um, when you're a first time mom and you're learning to do all these things and you've just given birth, you're literally in the most vulnerable you have ever been arguably in your entire life. Um, it's, yeah, it was just one of those things where when I realized that breastfeeding was causing me way too much anxiety, it was not doing anything for me or for him. Um, I realized that in order to be the best mom for my son and the best wife and the best, you know, just human being, I had to stop breastfeeding because it wasn't made. It wasn't. <laughs> being pushed by a toddler. <laughs> you had to make that decision for yourself to really just be able to be the best version of you. Yeah. I think is where you were going with that. Yes. And I, I think that's something that new moms don't get told enough is that like you are the best mom for your child. And in order to be that best mom for your child, you have to be the best you can be for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, you know, noticing things like, oh, I'm feeling really anxious about X, Y, and Z and like, like figuring out ways to work around that. And just as like a follow-up to that with my daughter, I went straight to formula feeding. I did not even consider breastfeeding her. Um, and my husband was actually the one who fed her first in the hospital. And it was amazing. I was just like <laughs> lounging back in the hospital bed, like watching him feed. <laughs> and it was just so the immense amount of relief that I felt just from deciding that that act of self-care ahead of time was incredible. And through her newborn days, I really could see the difference because I wasn't worried about whether or not she was eating enough. Like right. she was being, I knew she, I could literally see on the bottle how much she was eating. Um, and it just, yeah, not having to deal with those pressures and giving myself also the time ahead of time to know that was going to be our decision to kind of explore that decision with other people and kind of not like prepare yourself for backlash, but prepare yourself so that you know, you're making the best decision for you and that you're not, don't have to worry about other people's, you know, opinions or, um, anything like that. And mm -hmm. that was probably one of the best things I've ever done for myself as a mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think setting those boundaries, even in your like other relationships, when those things come up, when, you know, it is controversial to not breastfeed your babies, which is insane when it's such a personal choice. Um, exactly. and that's where like self-care is such a personal choice and it comes down to what works for you and what is supportive of you and your needs, because we're all designed so differently. And we all have these various ways that as much as you and I have lots of overlap, apparently with showers and, uh, you know, not breastfeeding all those things, but, um, <laughs> There's still there's just so much variation. Hey 
Hey guys, we're taking a quick little breather um, here in this episode to talk about some opportunities to work with me. Um, I'm going to go into a lot more detail at the end of this episode in the in the outro, but I just wanted to pause and remind you that because of the variation in our lives, because of the variety of circumstances, of preferences, because of our unique human design, um, sometimes that one-on-one support can be really, really beneficial so that we can work through what kind of self-care is going to work for you versus trying to copy and paste someone else's routine, which is often what I see happening. So if you're interested in learning more about that, stay tuned for the end of the episode. And now back on over to my episode with Darian. Well, diving back into the like self-care piece, I know you talked about a lot of like routine and habit, which is something that I absolutely love, hence the self-care lifestyle, because you've really like, I think you're a perfect example of pulling in these little self-care moments throughout your day. And like, it's a mindset thing as well as a habit thing. For instance, you were talking about moving your body, not because you have to move your body, but moving your body because it feels good. Um, so I would love if you have any other examples of that, that you want to share, or if there's any more, if you want to dive deeper there. Um, yeah, sure. So just, I, because you also mentioned showers and this has been like, I love shower steamers. So I just (laughs) got like a whole thing of them from world market. If you don't know what they are, they're this little it's like a bath bomb, but for your shower. So <laughs> I literally, I will put one, you know, when my husband gets home from work, I will put one of those in the shower. And when I stay in there until it's gone, that's like my reset period. It's yeah. Oh, excuse me. Staying in there until the shower steamer is gone. I think little things like that are really just an easy way to get in some self-care because I mean, like you can listen to a podcast, you can listen mm-hmm. to music that you can't listen to any other time um listen to an audiobook or just be alone with your thoughts <laughs> like yeah. yesterday I did this and I, I just wanted to wash my hair in silence <laughs> um and that's what I did but I think it can also be something as simple as like I don't know if you've ever heard of like copper cow coffee they make the cutest little pour over coffees. And before we moved um, from Alaska, we, my husband and I actually we, like became obsessed with them because I bought a bunch of different flavors for Black Friday. <laughs> um, and that was so like such a nice way for me to treat myself um, in the middle of the day, because mm-hmm. I was still kind of getting into that groove of figuring out being a work from home mom. And um, so when you know, it was quiet time for my son and it overlapped with my daughter's nap. I would put both of them in their rooms. I would go make my little pour over latte and I would sit down and I would watch like YouTube or, mm-hmm. you know, read a book or whatever your chill activity you like to do is. Um, and that was just a nice way, almost like the shower where it's like, you can just kind of like wash everything away. It's just like, you could just get to sit and enjoy something. And it isn't, you know, it's something special. It's not the same coffee I drink in the morning. So Mm -hmm. it, it makes it 
it's like almost like going, you know, and getting a Starbucks, um, which <laughs> I would do a lot when it was just my son um, yeah. before we had, before I had my daughter, um, just to get out of the house because in the winter in Alaska, it's just, you know, being stuck in the house all the time is awful. So even if you're just in the car, <laughs> like that's another thing is like going for drives can be self-care. Yeah. Like, um, especially if you're, if, I really recommend drives or anything that's kind of like even showers, like anything that's kind of like an almost like mundane task. Um, if you're a creative person, because that's really, because your brain is focused on the mundane mm-hmm. tasks. Like you don't have, it is, it is focused, but it's not like focused on the task. Um, it kind of lets those creative juices kind of get flowing again. And it, it's something that I've, um, really discovered helps my creative process. Yeah. Um, especially now that I'm like really getting into my creative writing and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything else. Off the no, top I, I think that that's such a great example. And like, just the elevating those little moments throughout your day. And I love, that's the perfect way to say it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I love that you take that, like that nap time and that quiet time for yourself and not using it to like clean or catch up on laundry or do whatever you are taking that time for you and doing those like tasks that are, that are work at a time when your kids are up, I would assume (laughs) are up and awake. And as I don't remember where I, where I heard that, but as a rule, I do not ever do something during nap time that I can do while the kids are awake. Mm -hmm. So the dishes I do when the kids are awake, the vacuum, like pretty much all of the cleaning, if it's something that I can do when they're both awake, then I do it when they're awake. Um, because otherwise you will spend every waking moment of their nap time, like, you know, playing catch uh, up on things. Exactly. And it's, I, this also feeds into that idea of rest is productive. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we, especially with social media kind of see this like, oh, well, moms need to be productive during their kids nap time. And you know, it's not enough to just sit and scroll on social media for 20 minutes. Um, but sitting on social media for 20 minutes and scrolling, if you've been, you know, running around nonstop with your kids all day is that's, that is productive because that's taking the time to recharge. Um, and something that I like to, I would like to implement in my own life. Um, (laughs) I've broached this with my husband a couple of times, but you know, you have to like tell him something before it like he's gonna like think about it and then process it um you know with his schedule is always different so it's not one of those things that we can really count on but making a list of things that you want to do each week that Mm -hmm. will help fill up your cup so like taking a bath or um, you know, like going, doing like some sort of an appointment, like going to get your nails done or something like that. Having a list of those like five, you know, like five, five is just like a good number. It's, I was going to say it's a round number, but it's not a round. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not even, you can't even say it's balanced anyway. <laughs> it's a like simple number, I guess. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> um, even if you don't want to start with five, like three, let's do, let's do three. Okay. 
come up with three things that you can feasibly do every week. So mm-hmm. within your, you know, your budget constraints, your time constraints, that sort of things and work with your partner or, you know, family members or a babysitter, or, I mean, like sometimes it's just you as a military spouse, I, you know, solo parented during a pandemic while my husband was deployed. (laughs) So sometimes it is just you, but even if it's just you, that's holding you accountable or that you're making this deal with, that's important too, because, you know, you you need to make promises to yourself and keep them. Um, But finding those, those things that are non-negotiables that you want to do every week that will help you be the best mom, be the best friend, be the best partner, et cetera. Um, and just, you know, <laughs> I'm still learning to communicate and I'm 30 years old. So, um, <laughs> learning to communicate those and how they benefit your group, your family unit mm. as a whole is something that is um, important. And is that, and, is something that I am trying to do in my own life. Um, And it comes down to it, like a lot of advocating for yourself because as moms and caretakers, not just people who are moms, but caretakers in general, we often, and I've really learned this this week, we often just shoulder the burden Mm -hmm. because people expect us to because they know we can because moms are moms are awesome like (laughs) that's probably why I haven't gotten this stomach bug yet is because you know my brain and my body is like well you're the mom you have to take care of everybody so um learning to not bear that burden entirely which is also you know we're still in a pandemic and um Mm -hmm. so much is going on that it it isn't always possible to share the burden or maybe share the burden as much as we would like. But, you know, I think knowing that you don't have to do that and you shouldn't have to do that all on your own and entirely bear that burden. And more importantly, knowing when you are nearing the end of your, you know, capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say, nearing the end of your rope but that didn't sound good <laughs> in my head so I was like well maybe I shouldn't say that one um but I that's the more like colloquial phrase um I guess it but anyway you know when you're nearing that capacity yeah. like understanding when you need to be like okay I need to leave the house today like me <laughs> I need to leave the house today even if it is just packing the kids up going for a drive, getting like a target pickup order for, you know, seltzer (laughs) and Clorox. (laughs) Um, But like, I need to leave the house today because I haven't left the house all day. And it's, I'm like nearing the end of that, you Mm -hmm. know, that capacity of this week. Um, So I think it's, it's a lot of like keeping in touch with yourself and um, because everybody's going to think that you're fine and everybody's going to think that you can do it and can continue to shoulder the burden that they're putting on you Mm -hmm. um and no one's going to do anything about it unless you speak up and you owe that to yourself and to you know everybody around you so and it takes advocacy for yourself is self-care also (laughs) it is and it, it takes such immense vulnerability to be able to ask 
for that help. Sometimes it can be so hard to just be like, Hey, I can't do it all. And that's okay. Um, and it's normal. You shouldn't have to do it all. Um, right. (laughs) So usually for me, that looks like I have like (laughs) complete overreaction to something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it kind of just like all blows up and then I like start crying and I'm like I can't do everything by myself <laughs> <laughs> my, re- but, my recent yeah. occurrence of that was the um you know how in the like fridge door there's like a the shelf like snaps into the door yeah. kind of a thing yeah. it fell out and of course it's like condiments so there's glass bottles and thing and it everywhere and one of the things ended up shattering I just lost it and I was like I am done I'm going to go drink wine in my office and I'm not doing anything else with you guys tonight um so I I totally hear that that like immense overreaction which I think can just like it's this buildup of overwhelm and anxious energy and I think as as caretakers um as women and as people who struggle with anxiety, there's this like constant buzz in your brain. That's how yes, I like to describe a great it. Great way to describe it. <laughs> and it's so like infuriatingly like, I mean, it's like nails on a chalkboard kind of like all day yes. um, trying to deal with that. And you're going to reach your breaking point if you don't take care of your needs. Yes. So I love your example of like getting out of the house, even if it's just to like get coffee or like something like that. And that's something that I was very grateful that my husband did for me early on in the, or not early on in the pandemic, but for after Reese was born in June, which was still, still early on in the pandemic, but um, kind of that, I guess kind of that, I feel like first big peak. I don't know. I've lost track of all the, the peaks at this point um but he I just remember being so overwhelmed and stressed out and we ended up going out and grabbing like fast food and went and like parked the car somewhere with a view and sat there and ate dinner for 30 minutes while Reese was asleep in his car seat as his tiny little newborn nugget self um so I mean, it's simple stuff like that. It's doing things that it is like, that's the kind of thing that I think about, like as a kid loving doing these like little adventures with my parents and like go eat in the car. That's so cool. Like what? Right. And it's, it's so, so good. It's so good for you. And so like, it brings this element of, of fun. It brings this element of like getting out of your physical space, which I think is a great way when you're experiencing a lot of overstimulation and overwhelm, especially if it's related to like clutter, if you're feeling like there's just literal like physical stuff all around you and just yes. needing to like get out of your me- your own mess, Our that's a great way to do it. Boxes. So <laughs> yesterday my husband came home and I was like, I need these boxes out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a physical, I I hate it, but I also like never seem to finish decluttering and like- Or laundry. Or laundry. There's like two baskets in my bedroom that have been sitting there for, I don't know how many days that need to be folded. 
I'm like, I can move it from like the washer to the dryer, usually on the first try. Sometimes we got to run the washer more than once. Um, but the like folding, it just doesn't. It doesn't happen. We actually got new washers and dry a new washer and dryer when we moved, and um, they're smart washer and dryers, so they like have an app and they'll like text me when That's they're done, so and nice. they also like have a jingle they play. So, and the jingle is really annoying. So oh. it's like, okay, I hear you. I'll come get the <laughs> come get the laundry. <laughs> uh, yeah, where we live now, there's. It, they're like in a separate room which is really nice because there's no, no like the noise doesn't bother me but that also means that I don't hear it when it stops yeah. so uh, <laughs> you give and you take I guess yeah I love that you I just to go back to what you said I love that you said the thing about um you know like doing things that you're like you loved doing in your childhood because yeah. I think there's like this kind of like movement. I've seen it on TikTok a lot where people talk about like catering to their inner child um, because, you know, like your inner child's the one who has the most like trauma yeah. that you've experienced and that sort of thing. Um, and I, I, so I think that's like such an, a simple way to think about self-care is like, what would your, like, what, what does your inner child need? Because it, at the end of the day, that is what, that's where our needs come from, basically. Mm-hmm. Um is that, and, and you know, when, especially if you've experienced any kind of like trauma or have anxiety, which usually relates to some sort of trauma, um, that's kind of when you're in those situations, it kind of reverts you to that. So I think just being in touch with your like inner child is just all around a good <laughs> it's, concept. It's a great, yeah. Yeah. I know that I, I recently, um, as we're recording this, just this last weekend, we like went to the park as a family with my son and um it I had such this this weird moment of like I feel like I'm really unplugged in this moment and not overwhelmed not overstimulated and this is actually feeling like an act of self-care for me which is very strange because you know sometimes you're like oh but I'm just taking him to the park to like because for him but those right. you can make these little moments for be for all of you, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know that that's what popped into my head. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. As somebody who goes to the park very frequently now that we live literally like less than a block. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> and can you know go outside mm-hmm. in March because it's not winter? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so that. And I think that element of being outside can be a really great way to just feel that, um, I guess, release of just uh, like that sigh of relief, you know, like, I don't know how how else to describe it, of just getting that fresh air and being able to kind of let go of what may be going on in your home. Um, So yeah, just to kind of touch on that getting out of your house a little bit more, I guess, is yeah, kind of where I'm coming from there. Those, like reset mm-hmm. know, yeah. things. Yeah. And I love a good reset. I think that the reset like concept is super important to people who struggle with anxiety because yes. you hit this moment of like panic, right? And I know for me, sometimes it can come on really suddenly where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, today's been totally fine. And out of nowhere, I feel like, I'm going to explode like I can't yeah. 
uh, that shortness of breath, that like tightness in your chest and just like your mind racing. Right. Right. Um, And being able to kind of have that, those hard reset tools to pull yourself out of it is so powerful. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, you're spot on the showers, the going outside, the getting out of your house, all of that good stuff is a great way to do that. A good anxiety tip. This is like one of the first tips I ever learned about anxiety from my therapist when I got diagnosed, but this is a good tip for anybody who's maybe like working a, you know, typical job, or maybe like some, there's some place where they can't go outside or can't go, you know, hop in a shower. Um, this is why I always have like a bottle of water with me. Um, because you take 10 sips in a row without like stopping mm-hmm. and, um, it effectively works to reset your brain because it is, um, you, you have to focus on breathing right. as you're drinking the water. So you can't, you can't think of anything else. Um, and so little tricks like that are really good for those moments where you can't you know, like escape, basically like get outside to reset or, um, you know, get in the shower or anything like that. And I think another one is, um, like doing puzzles in your head, like in your mind. Um, so something that I've been doing, cause a lot of times I get anxious when I'm trying to fall asleep or, um, that's when I'll get like it really intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. is when I'm trying to fall asleep. Um, and so anytime I get an intrusive thought, I start playing this game where I go through the alphabet and um, I, you know, start with A and I say A is for ant, B is for bat, C is for cat, D is for dog and so on and so forth. And um, I think the only, the only, the furthest I've ever gotten was like N um, before, like, you know, I felt calm enough to like <laughs> not need to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are two really great tips for resetting. Like if you need like a quick reset until you can get to a more, um, I don't want to say like safe space, but like a, a space where it's easier for you to, um, step away or that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I love not that. A lot of people know about those. So I, the, yeah. the water trick, if you've ever heard me talk about anxiety or the water, trick, I-, <laughs> I tell everybody I have to say, I've definitely heard the water, your, the water trick from you before. Um, but the alphabet one, I have, I have never heard Instagram story. I'm sure you do. And I, th- we did a live together years ago. Oh, yeah. I remember. And that you was, talked about that. Was, that. Yeah, that was the last time I was here at Fort Benning. Yeah. And you, you were pregnant with Jasper yeah. at the time, like literally like super, super pregnant. You were, yeah. it was like March, I think. So I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I seem to recall that, it, that detail for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I, that ABC, like the ABCs trick though, I love because I'm a big fan of the five senses tool, which is basically, yeah. if you're familiar with that one, which yes. is kind of like naming things based on each sense, like five, mm-hmm. four, three, two, one. I like the ABC one though, because it's like a more extended version and it works for, um, if you're lying in bed, fall, like trying to fall asleep in the dark and you can't see see anything or like that kind of thing. So that's a really good one. I'm going to have to put that in my, my repertoire. Um, that's a a newer tool that I've discovered. I think it was, I learned it from a YouTuber. I think it was Megan Acuna on YouTube that said that. And I started doing that like 
right after that. And that's like my favorite thing next to the water trick. (laughs) I love that. That's great. Um, So I think just two more questions to wrap up. Um, So first, what is your absolute like favorite form of self-care, particularly like bonus points, I guess, if it's something that maybe is not as traditional of a form of self-care, um, because we really like to lean into what is, what is effective for us, um, versus just any, any form. So what would you say is your favorite? Um, I've really, since like last, I guess like August, July, maybe, maybe a little earlier in 2021, um, I really kind of dove back into my creative writing and, um, I'm, while it is like, I guess some people would consider it work. Um, it really is like an act of self-care for me because mm-hmm. it is something that I get to do usually only when I'm by myself or, you know, <laughs> I get to, but like, I get to set the mood and, you know, I get to dive into, I, you know, writing fantasy, um, and magical realism. So it's like worlds that aren't, you know, that I've created or like that aren't the real world, not my mm-hmm. current world, you know, get to take on these new things. And I think that just um, the act of, you know, choosing words and being methodical in, in certain ways that I don't get to be in other aspects of my life, but also just finding a lot of enjoyment in it. Um has really made it more of like a self-care. Like I don't see it as work. (laughs) Um, Maybe if I ever get published, I'll see it differently, but it really is just like, that's the thing that I do at like first thing in the morning when I wake up early before the kids or um, I never feel like I have to do it. um, That sort of thing. But you get to, you know, there's so many different things that kind of go with getting ready to start a writing session. So like, making sure the vibes in the room are good, like lighting a candle, getting something to drink, like that sort of thing, you know, music and um, really into like lo-fi playlists (laughs) (laughs) right now. Like I listen to them when I'm working. So there's pretty much always a lo-fi playlist in this house going on. But um, I think just really being able to like control all of those aesthetic type things that you don't normally get to control with, you know, like my house always has toys all over the place. <laughs> there's usually a plethora of dishes in the sink. But when I go into like my writing space, it really is just a time for me to, you know, indulge essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, even if it's like, sometimes I get to, every once in a while, I get to go to a cafe and write, or I'm hopefully still going on this writing retreat. <laughs> tomorrow um which I would have I probably would have never booked that if I wasn't in the middle of writing a book (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so um I think that's really become a a form of self-care for me um I love that I'm gonna say something else and I don't remember what it was (laughs) um (laughs) oh I was gonna I was going to link it to journaling for some people Mm, like how journaling might be a form of self-care I cannot journal to save my life. I have tried to be a person who journals. I would love to be a person who journals. I cannot (laughs) keep up with it. Even when I do my bullet journal, I like will do like the the memory and the reflection pages for a couple of months and then fall off. Um, So that's, I mean, I guess that's something like my notion is like 
what I do for self-care too. Like I recently got into using Notion. I love Notion. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, bullet journaling or like paper planners or no- notebooks even. I use Notion for everything now. Mm-hmm. And so that I would say has even become a form of self-care, even though it kind of falls more into the like productivity space, especially if you get me talking about like my Google calendar. But yeah, so uh, like creative writing to me is like journaling is to some people. It's basically what the whole point of that tangent. No, it's great. I I am in the same boat where I have struggled to like do anything like journaling. Um, It's just not something I've been able to be consistent with. Also a big Notion fan and Google Calendar I even fan. tried to set up like, <laughs> jur- like journals on my Notion and I literally have not used them at all. It just... <laughs> It, it doesn't. I'm like, I've actually discovered recently that I'm much more of an external processor than I realized I ever was. So I don't know, maybe I need to like audio journal or something. I, I've been That's working with- true for me. Too. Yeah. I mean, I've been working with a coach and I'm like word vomiting and she's like, you're so self-aware. You just keep like making all these notes. Like if you just actually like listen to the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Now I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> so I mean, maybe that's next on my list to try in the self-care world is like audio journaling of some kind so that it, yeah, that'd be I really start processing. I mean, I guess uh, I do kind of do that with like vlogging. Um, yeah. I don't get like too deep or anything, but um, I would much rather like pick up a camera and document that way than like write in a journal as much as I love journals and writing, um, I just don't, yeah, I find. Writing about your own life is different. Like writing is like an escape. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, last question is where can they find you, um, to see more of your, your stuff? Um, I'm at Darian Shambly on pretty much every platform I've managed to have the same handle. So love that for me. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you'll have it. I don't know. Do you want yeah. To, like, spell I'll it? link it in the show notes <laughs> okay. and all that so that I never know if I like need to spell it because it's weird, weirdly spelled, but nope, um, you were yeah. So good. you can find me on Instagram, TikTok. I'm on TikTok sometimes. <laughs> I get, you know, my manic depressive episodes I'm like every time I have a manic depressive episode you can always tell because I'm like posting TikToks <laughs> and going out of style that's usually when I'm like oh I'm gonna do TikTok now um but yeah so you know Instagram TikTok um Twitter even though I'm never on Twitter um my YouTube channel is at Darian Shambly also um and I share like my writing stuff over there and just like life stuff um, yeah. So if you're interested in anything creative writing, that's where that is. Yeah, highly um, and recommend. Then, <laughs> and then my blog is um, Made in Mom Jeans. Um, and I haven't written in a while, but I'm due, <laughs> due for a post. Um, I was doing good by posting like two posts a month and then I just, we moved. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, 
And especially during this chaotic week for you, I really, really appreciate your time. And you're such a rock star over here recording with me with a toddler. That's so challenging. And I'm just really grateful we had this time. For anybody who's listening, obviously you are listening. You're not watching this, but he's literally asleep. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry for your eardrums if you heard any (laughs) of We'll see what I can edit out, but you know, <laughs> let's be, I mean, a lot of us are moms here, so let's, uh, you know, you know how it is. So like I said at the beginning, I like to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sweet friend, before you go, I want to share an opportunity with you. I'm offering one-on-one self-care coaching via Voxer, a walkie-talkie style app where we can exchange voice messages or text messages, whatever it needs to be. Self-care Voxer coaching looks like having me in your pocket for unlimited encouragement, advice, and support Monday through Friday. Together, we will work through how you can build effective and sustainable self-care into your life, as well as navigate the overwhelm, anxiety, and frustrating mindset blocks that may be preventing you from practicing self-care right now. Ultimately, I can help you build your own self-care lifestyle that will help you reduce the constant buzz in your brain and the exhaustion that comes with it, and leave you feeling more nourished and balanced than ever. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, reach out to me via Instagram. Instagram at Sarah Strives or email me at hello at the selfcarelifestyle.com. Thanks again for tuning into the Self Care Lifestyle podcast. I will talk at you or hopefully with you again soon.